Yeah, you can't. No, I wouldn't be able to. I, wouldn't, I can't pick you up. Did anybody know what Joe Scott was doing yesterday? I just, oh my I, gosh. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> No, no, Shati, Shati, no, Shati, no, Shati, what it is she though. She was, who? She's basically simulated having oral sex with Mike. With who? Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Yes. Oh, yeah, but here's the thing. No, 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 but, no, but can I, no, but can I just say, no, but can I just say though, I don't know why everyone's best shocked. She's this is Jill Scott. Yeah. Like, quick, can I, fair enough if this was like, I don't know, Marvin Sapp. Or like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's like, all be like, wow, that's crazy. No, this is Jill Scott. Can I just talk about? Jill Scott's album always has. Yes. Like, yes. Five songs that I can't listen. Yeah. No, listen. Yeah, you know, she's I got a song always. actually. What's? Um, funny, funny, funny enough, I have it. No, it's it's so true. She's always been like. Funny enough, I've got a story about that. This week, yeah. So the company that I'm temping for now has been forcing me every day to come and say, play your music on the on the play office your music speak, on, on the office speakers, and I keep on saying no and no, and then. One of the days they cornered me after like three days and said, just play something, just play something. And out of panic, I played a Jill Scott song. I just played the regular, like, slowly, surely. Was it not Spotify? Did it not go on playing? And it wasn't my phone, so I couldn't change the song. Did it not go into, um, I've been thinking about you. And you know how... <laughs> there was an, um, all I think about is making love. Do you know when I could hear over the, like, the office... No. Speakers, I really like that sex, like when I'm sex sounds and stuff like that, and I thought, oh my god, Jesus! And they're looking at me like we can't change the song because we don't want. They were embarrassing song because it's your song. Playlist. I was telling, I just wanted them to change it. And it was so inappropriate, and I just thought, oh for goodness sake! So yeah, no, Jill Scott. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah I don't, it's nothing to be surprised about. It's just not. I, I thought it was, I just I saw what I thought it was just weird. Yeah, I, I just thought it was weird. weird. Like I, I just found it just really weird. Like I was I just like, really weird. I don't know. It's I just saw a bit... men were like making like videos, being like, "Ooh, like just," and I was just like, "Is this how? Is this the, are these the depths that we sunk to?" Because yeah, but to be to be in fairness, in fairness to Jill Scott, I don't know why everyone's making a big deal out of it. People have been doing things like that for years. Yeah. Janet Jackson was one of the first to yeah, do like, like to do that whole thing. Rihanna does it. Like yeah. they all do. I like they Trey songs do. does it. Usher yeah, does it. Rihanna, they all do it. I don't think anybody expects anything different from mm, her. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but no one expects anything. But if Jill you know Scott Jill Scott, worse. you shouldn't. If you yeah. ex- if you know Jill Scott, you shouldn't expect anything That's different from true. her. You but shouldn't expect anything different. They think she's like incense and. And I don't think she's and wokeness. Yeah, she, yeah. Like, she's incense like, uh, and wokeness. And then wants to give her And she yeah. also knows how to give head. No. Those things are not mutually no. exclusive. I think it's, <laughs> like, I don't know that. I just feel like she felt the need to show everybody that she could do this. It's a concert. Oh my days. Guys, it was a concert. It was true. Oh, I haven't watched the video. No, she was performing. I'm like, I just feel like, Jill, you're ridiculous, talented. Explain to me why you wanted to do that. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm gonna need you to worry about my money because I didn't come to see that. <laughs> like, no, do you know? Do you know? What I did see the other day. R. Kelly. I, can't I don't know how this guy. No, but did, no, Ill. but I don't know if you saw it. No. Oh my happened? gosh, this thing was crazy. It's not, it's not even crazy. It's actually normal. But like, he was just there performing, and like, girls' hands are just like he's just there, and the girls' hands are just like rubbing his, his penis, like oh, like just bare girls in the crowd. And this is a recent video. I'm like, firstly. Who is still going to R. Kelly concerts? I thought we'd cancelled him already. I read an article about this. They were saying that, like, 
we black women and our, and our parents, like, you know, we're like, oh, we love step in the name of love and I believe I can fly. No, 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 let's not. Let's not act. Let's everything. Because just because you happen to like it and you think it's nice soul enriching music does not mean that the person who sung it no. was a, an appropriate adult. He's disgusting and he's been disgusting since he married Aaliyah and mm-hmm. then got that annulled. Like, it's 94. It's just, mm. it's just not okay. To be honest, I, I've even cancelled and deleted his gospel tracks. I don't want to hear three-way prayer. No, he no, wrote a song yeah, trust me. Album really Anything that says three-way yeah. R. Kelly, I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not involved. I just oh, and I used to love that song as I well. Kim Burrell, say a prayer, family. God, you just what he said. Finally, I think. <laughs> Yo, that was a banger. But nah, it got it got cancelled. Yeah, also, you saved me. And it's like, yeah, he did, did, and then you you got unsaved. I really believe. Can I charge my phone? Lord, sorry. I just feel like he's battling demons and uh, we need to not be supporting him because, I'm sorry, he's from the devil. Like, no, he needs to be cancelled. Yeah. I think it's really sad that black women still continue to support his concerts. Like, it's just really sad. That's what's sad. I feel like, what's, what's sad is that he's that disgusting of a human being but even what's what even worse is the fact that there's still somebody yeah. who will go for that. Yeah. That's yeah. what's really, like, just, like, I can't tell. I feel like women don't get the same leeway to be as, Oh, actually. Mike, move it towards oh. you. Are you recording? I'm recording, yeah, but I'll, I'm just... I don't think women get the same leeway to be... I'm trying to think, would a really, would a really attractive woman... But if Beyonce was found out to be trash, would men still... But her demographic's not really men no, as much. Okay. What's a, what's, a, what's a woman singer who has loads of men who like love her? I don't know. Jill Scott. Um, Lady Jill Gaga? Scott. No, I don't know. Um, Lady Gaga? Because she's got like a lot of um, homosexual followers, hasn't she? Okay, but I mean like straight men. Like, oh, straight Jill men? Jill Scott, maybe? No, 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 it's not, no. not the same She's level. niche. Jill I'm Scott sure Beyonce niche. has a lot. Nicki Minaj? Mm, no, I don't I, know. I, I, no, I think Rihanna? gay men. No, gay men again for Rihanna, Beyonce. Jill Scott. Like, I think Jill Scott has a lot of straight black men who like her stuff. Okay. Erica. Yeah. Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Basically all those kind of... Neo Soul artists. Yeah. They're still niche though, aren't they? Yeah. But even so, you're right. Like, if they had... If they came out... If it came out that they were being... They had some sort of ridiculous... No, nah, black men ain't cancelled. Pedophile. No, black men don't cancel anybody, actually. They don't care. Mm. They just don't black care. They don't, they just don't they, care. They just no, care. I think... Shall I tell you what, what would happen? Black men would do it out of spite because they'd be like, well, you guys cancel like Kelly, so I'm going to cancel Thingy. Fun. That's yeah. what they say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but can I just say this? Someone did say... Someone made a really good point and they were like, why is everybody up in, up in arms about R. Kelly but nobody's up in arms about Hugh Hefner? They are like, it was the same thing. Was it the same thing? Mm. What did they say? They were like his... like. Well, he started out very young um, and like the Playboy, Playboy house, that was called Playboy uh-huh. Mansion, whatever. They're like, it basically was the same thing that R. Kelly was doing. These women there entered. Um, and so R. Kelly told things that no one is held there against their will. And I'm, mm, I don't really know if I agree with that. But then the same thing can be said for like the Playboy Mansion. Like it was just like a place that was rampant for drugs, sex and alcohol. Mm. No, it's not the same though. Why do you think it's not the same? The reason I say it's not the same is because he didn't necessarily coerce people there against their will. How do we know that? Are there stories of like... Nah, there's no... I don't think there's... I haven't really heard stories about... Yeah, like... He, yeah, Hugh Hefner didn't do... Hugh Hefner was just a massive perv. But he wasn't like... He wasn't doing anything illegal. Like, R. Kelly should... Right now, R. Kelly should be in jail. Yeah. I mean, I read a story about a girl. She was like... She was in a room. R. Kelly was somewhere else. And basically, he told his bodyguards that she wasn't allowed to leave. She couldn't even 
even go to the toilet. So there was like two cups and she had to pee in the cup and he left it there for like a day and a half because he was out doing something else with his other, with the rest of his harem. And when the bodyguard was like, oh, when he opened the door to let the girl out, she'd like pooed in one cup and peed in the other. Oh. But can I just say, what? the bodyguard equals trash. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to me. You're yes. absolutely yes. to trash. Yes. Because you're there getting paid. Like yeah. to me, it's, it's, it's no, even more you, disgusting. Would, you're I'd, on I'd payroll. Leave. In a court of law, the, the bodyguard would also... Oh what yeah, I would be charged with kidnap. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you know that happens a lot, like with these celebrities, like with Nelly. I have a friend who lives in Atlanta, and she's a dancer, as in she's a stripper, and she always has always maintained that she used to know Ludacris's wife, and she's like, yeah, when Ludacris and that girl got together, she was like, he was locking her up. He was like, listen, I'm going away. You're gonna stay in this house. And you're not leaving the house for like who, Luda? days. Yeah, she was like, listen, the, all these guys who were like, oh yeah, we're happily married. Like, there, there are a lot of them are control freaks. Not gonna lie, I can see, I can see, I can see, because it's always the guys she, that, that you girl, think, oh, they're really nice. Yeah, that blah, girl was at university, sent her to do medicine. She left her home country in Gabon, in mm. Africa, mm. came oh. to like University of Miami to do medicine. Two, two, she's with Ludacris. And then uh, they get married. She's pregnant, and he has a break baby. I'm like, this is the sweet mom taking to Africa from Africa for. That's what she saved up. Wow, break this, this is what they paid for for break you to come over here and pay international fees for you to be with a, a rapper. That's a topic in itself. Well, how are you gonna break up with me and, and have a whole baby? Have a whole baby, and then I've got to raise this child next to my child. Like Gabrielle Union doing oh. Wade. I was just like, Gabrielle Union's a homewrecker. Wait, what happened? I mean, I'm just saying. She's had a baby Gabriel, now. Know, yeah, but you don't know that Dwayne Wade had a had a, had, when had a had, whole family, had a whole baby in between when him and him yeah. And Wait, did you say Gabrielle Union's a homewrecker? Yeah. When she got with that guy, he was with his first oh, wife. I really first liked Gabrielle Union. You know what? I also have read her book. So remember, Linda said that he read her book, and I just think she's. She's very interesting. Like she talks about masturbating from when she was five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, I think the there's a lot of things that she that are very, very strange about her. Because like after you read the book, because like, I liked it even less. Yeah, I think she's always come across. How can you read someone's sexual survival story and be like, I like her? I don't less. think yeah. she thinks she was sexually <laughs> abused. Though. Well. Like she's <laughs> not saying she was no. sexually abused. She comes across to me as someone who's very she ruthless when it comes to like men, yeah. as in. I don't want to say the B word, but a woman who's basically like, if she wants something and if she wants a man, she's gonna get it. She's gonna get it. And if you're in her way, she will trample all over you. She will. Yeah. Nah, I never liked Gabby. That's sad. You never liked her. You never liked her. She comes across as like bubbly. But then I feel like women who, who like that always, always come across like She comes across yeah, like a real fake. girl's girl. Like, oh, I love my girls. I'm like, you don't yeah. really, actually. Yeah. Because if I if I was in your way, you would like you would just shoot me to get to what you want to get to. And you wanted to get to Dwayne. And that's wow. what you were. And then he had a break baby. So uh, I don't, I don't a break know baby or it. break family? No, well, she a, broke up his family. Oh, they got baby. together. Apparently they broke up. I don't think they did. He yeah. cheated on her, had a whole baby with a stripper, mm-hmm. has a baby that no one's ever seen. And now she's just, they've just had their own baby mm-hmm. like a, by a surrogate. Oh, was it by surrogate? But can I just was say... Was it with her, her DNA though? I don't know, but it's a little girl. And I think they've chosen... Like, you know, in America, you can now decide the sex of your child of your before. Mm. I think that's what they've done. But I think this is, this is what it is. When it comes to relationships, if you start off a relationship based on cheating, mm-hmm. the thing is, it's a, it's a scam already. It's how it's Fact. 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 Say it again. Fact. Say it again. Don't bring Fact. that bad karma on yourself. The way you take the man is the way you lose him. My mum told me that. Every prepared to every cheat time. on his long-term wife, girlfriend, yep. he's got he'll a family. Cheat on you. you so one simple girl that just came and, like, he'll cheat on you. My auntie mm. told me straight, she was like, there is now a space where that, that has been left. So you have moved forward. Mm. There is a space that this man is used to having. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. like, real talk, it's just, if that's how someone's 
character is and that's their temptation Mm -hmm. then you have to be aware that if you're going to date someone like that unfortunately for me it just means that I need to be aware that's a temptation area for you like my temptation is crisp plain and simple I can go like a good (laughs) couple of weeks with no crisp but then suddenly I really want them I'm going to eat like a whole family size bag to myself Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to feel bad about it that's like dating a guy that left his wife for you you're going to think he's going to be great for like two three years and suddenly all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you start to get those feelings I'm like no I'm not here for it I can't do it I cannot scam anyway you should probably start this thing anyway because because we don't live close yeah trust I was gonna say well I mean I'll leave some of the stuff in anyway but whatever um tales on the plantation volume boy volume eight out here thanks everyone for listening so far um got a few of my good people here with me um first off I just wanted to talk about well, <laughs> do you shackle on the beat as well? It's a question. Putting it out there. Do any of you shackle on the beat as well? Any what of you? is shackle on the beat? Do any, That's of you, what you know any of you do that? No? Just, just a disclaimer. I'm not on social media and say, I don't, I don't even know if I shackle on the beat. I don't, to be, you don't even know who shackle is? If I shackle, if I do, if I do shackle, it's probably offbeat. I don't, have, don't say that about yourself. I don't have you can do all no. things. All things. No. You better just claim that. What is shackle? <laughs> nah, basically there's these two, um, two people that have gone viral, basically. One was doing I Shackle on the Beat as well. Basically, there was... I can't remember what the original song is, but I think people were doing remixes. She did one, but for some reason it blew. I don't even think she's a, that bad a singer. I think it was blowing out of proportion. But anyway, she did that. And then there was another guy who did My Yay is Different to Your Yay. Um, that also saying? went viral. My Yay is Different to Your Yay. <laughs> <Okay>. Dripping the <laughs> sauce. Dri- dripping so saucy. Okay, guys, I literally have no idea. <laughs> no, no, no. You you, you Are these songs? He did a remix to... It's a Burner Boy song? Burner Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Burner Boy. Yeah. Okay. He's an Afrobeat artist, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, yeah, they, they went viral. Um, and it was just... I, I guess what I wanted to talk about was, I guess on social media, I just feel like there's this thing now where people have this desire to, like, drag people down. Like, I'm like, what, what's the, what is the, the I guess, the, um, the line between cyberbullying and just having jokes on the timeline? Mm-hmm. Like, or on social media? Because I think there's, like... There's levels to this thing. Like, if you, I don't know, if you did something in school, people would laugh at you, blah, blah, blah. You get it for a bit and then you move on. Mm. On social media, it's like, it's there. Forever. You can never forget it. Forever. People will just always like, like, and obviously with these two, they obviously, they've like gone on one extra. Like they've made a, made a My bit of a thing signed. out of it. What do you mean he signed? They both went on one uh-uh. extra. What? Yeah, he signed to Columbia. My year is different. I want to know what that contract is. Wait, wait, no, no, stop, guys. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> He signed to Columbia. I don't know what he. I don't know what what deal he has. I don't know if it's a publishing deal. Do you know what it deal. is? I reckon it's I don't probably know if, it's, if it's distribution. It's probably, it's probably a one a one record um, deal. It has to they, be they one re- I, It's a one song deal. Yeah, They're probably of thinking, bro, if he if he does this, this is gonna go absolutely viral. Of course, we're gonna get money. Boom. He wow, needs to be really? like Chance rapper, not sign no deal and take all that money for himself and his family. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, trust me. Well, take this, too, take that money and get rich. It is wow. Okay. Well, he got he got signed off it, and these two aren't necessarily the best, but. I just thought even sometimes the way people were just slating her, like, oh, she's dead. And I'm just like, I don't know. Obviously, she's gone and thought, okay, let me just take some of the fame or the shine that comes Mm. with it. But there's a certain element of it where after she goes home and she hears people like saying all these things about her, apparently she's Jay Huss's ex as well. And that's a whole thing. And people are just 
gunning her about that. But I'm like, where is the line between, I don't know, cyber, yeah, cyberbullying someone or just like having jokes? Do you, do you feel like from the reaction do you see, do you feel like people have, I guess you two wouldn't know, but you, really, <laughs> but like from the, reaction, from the reactions you've seen, do you feel, I guess it's, it's a general question. So it's not just about these two, right? But like in general, do you feel like people have moved now from being a bit more like, oh, it used to be a bit more about having jokes. Do you think it's gone a bit more sinister nowadays? Because I feel like I've, with the stuff like people bringing up people's old tweets and like all this different stuff, it feels like, whereas before when I was on Twitter, like maybe in 2010 or like Facebook, like it used to be about having jokes. And mm. now it's like literally, all right, cool. We're going to ruin this person's life. They're done out here. They're not going to find a job. All this kind of stuff. Do you not feel like there's maybe so, some lines being crossed? I think I, I definitely think there's a line being crossed. I, but I think the line is really blurry. So even at work, sometimes we put things up on uh, social channels and it can it's not even anything as viral as like I shackle on the beat or my A is different to your yay. It's something that could be really i mean to me very unobtrusive um and people are just keyboard warriors people just want to be armchair yeah. activists for no reason and do you know what i keep saying this but i think it's because we live in this disposable income and people think oh yeah you know what i can like this or unlike it or i can um hate this or love it and so that can then transcend to me writing something that's really horrible or mean and it doesn't really matter and yeah. then i can just make my profile private and i don't care but the bottom line is that's someone's child like it's and if if you if thousands of people are doing this what is someone supposed to feel when they see that like i just feel like for us many people feel very disconnected to what they write online they think yeah. oh it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. i can write what i want and there's no consequences listen as my friend says say it with your chest come to my house to and say it with your pull chest up. because you would pull never you said, would never up. but because you can do it from mm-hmm. the comfort of your house sitting on your armchair or you or via email or like whatever you can be a keyboard warrior and you would like even at work people want to talk to me in a certain kind of way over email and I'm like do you know what let's have a conversation please come to my desk they never arrive ever. <laughs> no, they get lost they get lost they don't because I realise people really like to hide behind a screen mm. and it can be any kind even on YouTube mm. like it can be mm. any kind of screen I'm like I, for me I think it's very sad um, and it just means they're unhappy with themselves but you're right I think do I think it's cyberbullying I'm not sure but I, I, I think we are I think a society we're just becoming we are we're slack um, and there are no consequences for these people, and that's why it's continuing. But you know, I think I feel like what makes what makes things funny, like what actually makes something funny when it's on social media, and I feel like sometimes it's a shock value, the mm. shock factor of what you're saying. But after several viral videos come out and people see the same things, they're not. It's not shocking anymore. So yeah. you kind of have to up the shock. Like, mm. okay, let me say something even like much worse than I said before. And so then it does actually think then the line is kind of like, okay, you're actually really tearing this person to shreds. But I don't know, I feel like, is it, like my friend says, is it banter when people's feelings are involved? Like, is it just, does it stop being funny mm. when it actually becomes hurtful? But yeah. then how do you know? Like, and I guess the there's, there's a clear line but when I've, you know it's bullying. But, but yeah. I think, but I tell you what it is? I think because people don't know, they're fine. And they that's, push the, that's the whole thing. And you know what I mean? I don't think necessarily, if this was outside mm. in the street, I don't think there'd be a group of people like standing around. Because if you think in real life, mm. would, a, would like a thousand people sit around one person and just laugh at them? No, they probably no, wouldn't. No. But because it's online, it's mm. this whole thing of like, well, there's a screen in the way. Yeah. Oh, they can just come off social media. It mm. doesn't really matter. Like, it's not really a big deal for me to just say all these things. But I think it's like you said, say it with your chest. For me, it's a it's a real problem. And I almost feel like social media is, is actually affecting our character as a whole. Mm. It's yeah. making us, to for me, one, it's making... Oh, what's the, what's the 
right way of saying this wusses let's say mm-hmm. it like that like we don't have the stones to say something in public we don't have mm-hmm. the stones to say something to someone's face so we just come on twitter and we say all, all these wild things and we mm-hmm. tell um we tell people to suck their mums and we tell them this and we tell them that and blah 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 and then offline it's crickets nothing mm-hmm. and if you see them but in the street also, it's nothing mm-hmm. i think as somebody <laughs> i would say i've been the victim of cyberbullying <laughs> No, but for, for no, all you were, for all you were, really? for all you were, for all you were. I'll say what happened. I'll say what happened. I did a tweet about Georgia Smith and colorism, oh, and yeah. black men absolutely destroyed me. Told me oh, I was true. ugly. It's told true. me um, to to hang myself, That's to drink disgusting. bleach. Like, and, it, and if it was bleach, trust me, over one light. Are these teenagers? They're no, these are grown men in their thirties. No, one was like a university shame. professor, and I was oh. just like. And I, to be honest, I should have reported him to the university, but I was just like, you're a full on lecturer at a university coming in my mentions to say these things like you're foolish. And I think it's not, the thing about bullying on online is the cumulative effect of like how many people it is. Mm. So it's like one person saying something about your tweet is like one off. But then when it's like 500 people, a yeah. thousand people, that's when it becomes... I feel like that's when it becomes really overwhelming. And it's, it's, and it's, it's an overwhelming amount of it's people. It's overwhelming amount of people who are showing hatred. And, and also it's the venom with which people, yeah. people venom. use very, so there's a really interesting um, like grime video. I can't remember the name of the artist, but he did like all these politicians, um, things that politicians have said to grime yeah. music. What was it called? I, remember, I can't um, remember, but I know exactly what you're saying. It's Drill Minister. Drill Minister, Drill Minister that's, exactly, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So he, and, and I, I thought it was really interesting because basically it's like people use really violent language sometimes when they're talking to people mm. and we don't think about like the fact that what that language actually means. If you mm. say something like, oh, I'm going to stab you up or mm. you deserve to get shanked or mm. oh, hang yourself, drink bleach. Like mm. these things, when you're sitting behind a keyboard, would you come up to somebody in real life and say, them, oh, you should drink bleach? You would never. You probably you would wouldn't never. unless you were in you an actual proper real... Rage, like rage argument, but how can a tweet that doesn't even mean that much mm. make you so enraged? So enraged that you want someone to kill themselves if, if it's if it if it's not that deep. It's not, you. but so that's the it's it's true. But you know, what I feel as well. I feel like it's not only with ang- like things that come out of a place of anger. I actually feel like social media stops us from saying anything in in person. So I feel like people struggle to say even nice things. Yeah, mm. in person yeah. we struggle to have real conversations face to face because it just it takes. <laughs> it's, it's not isolated to negative conversations. Mm. I think it just being removed from someone but still speaking to them. Yeah, just makes it. Um, yeah, just makes. It just makes the whole situation. I feel like you 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 start to communicate in a very weird like um, it's not it's, it's not stilted. Un- it's just a really mm. weird. So I feel like fair enough. They wouldn't say the horrible things to the person, the person, but they still wouldn't say nice. They can't. You can't have a, a normal like mm. authentic. Um, organic conversation with the person in real life and then also you're talking about like would you would people stand um you're saying like would everybody stand together and like say something negative about the person if they were there Mm. but i feel like sometimes as well you have to take the i feel like the people who are putting out these videos have to take the good with the bad because i feel like Mm. the same way that social media you get a a really weird level a high level of praise of a video that you wouldn't really get in real life how Mm. how would you before social media get all of that attention at one yeah, go, yeah, but I think the, I think my, my problem is though, like, say for those two, and I'm I don't know how they feel. I don't know how they feel about everything that's gone on. Mm. But like, at the end of the day, they probably never in a million years thought, you know, what, my tweet is gonna or my Maybe whatever video yeah. is gonna go further than these group people because every other tweet I've done or every other Facebook post or every other Instagram thing mm. has got this much retweets or this many likes. So this probably won't go anywhere. And then 
maybe they wake up like two, three days later and they see it's just gone viral. Yeah. And they have a bunch of people coming to mention saying, oh, you're rubbish. Or how, mm. how could you even think this is a good thing? And you know how people... My thing is that people, it's the, yeah, it's like what you said, it's the venom. It's like the, the hyperbole, mm. the absolute like vitriol, the, the, the outrage, the, the craziness of like, you've killed music mm. and like, this is why no one rates anything from the UK anymore and things like that. And I'm like, really? Can I just live? Can I, it's just, it's just <laughs> not that serious. It's not that deep. Like there are people dying in this world. Do you know what's really funny? Talk to me like this. Are you all right? Do you know what's really funny to me? It's like, I don't want to. No, actually, I'm just gonna say it with my chest. <laughs> Certain, oh, how many times have you said this on the podcast? <laughs> I don't care. How I am, many times? I am who I am. Certain <laughs> groups of people, namely certain groups of men, namely black men, will have a lot of hyperbole for certain things. Like, a, yeah. is this a shaku? I don't even know what shaku is. But when you actually come with a serious conversation, like colorism or something, yes. they'll be like, "It's not that deep. Why are you mm. getting so excited? No, but it's Why are you taking so much energy? No, it's it is not that deep. deep. It's not really that deep. You lot are too today. You lot taking too seriously." But you're telling somebody that you've ruined the whole music industry over like one. Like, yeah. this is the thing. Certain groups of people can dish it, but they can't take it. Mm. And I'm like, those groups of people just need to then be silent because it's like, no, no, how, I, can you, how can you have so much energy for something that's so like irrelevant, like a video? But then when someone actually talks something, something, something that's actually really serious, you're telling them it's not that deep. Because they're superficial. That's what it is. People are superficial. And not everybody, but I, I kind of want to go back to your point when you were saying that like social media is changing i don't know if it's changing our character i think it is but it's definitely changing our interactions Mm. changing our conversations i went to this really interesting talk that's not true i went to a talk (laughs) (laughs) i went to a conference and it wasn't interesting but there was a really interesting element and there was a guy on there who was a videographer he was a bbc documentary maker really really interesting guy talking about all the studies that they've done about um people's interactions with their phones and how because you hold your phone in your hand it basically becomes an extension of yourself Mm. so you trust things on your phone so much more than you trust something you see on television Mm. something you read in a book because your phone's an extension of you so you have Mm. like an implicit trust that you place that you don't even recognize that it's like it's an unconscious cognitive unconscious cognitive behavior anyway and he was you know we all know the things that are like when you receive a like on your um instagram or when you Mm -hmm. get a number of views like it literally releases dopamine and oxytocin Mm -hmm. to your body Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing when you wake up in the morning and you've seen that your video's gone viral and you've got an extra hundred thousand views but you've actually got an extra hundred thousand haters as well like those things affect us Mm -hmm. um and i can't even begin to talk about social media mental health but i think it's changing who we are as people not for me because you know i'm actually grown and i didn't grow up with a phone and with social media but my brother has only ever known social media yeah. that's his life mm. so that's just what he deems to be normal and that is a little bit worrying mm. i think it's changing but i think it's also revealing because i think some people like who they are on social media is kind of like who they would be yes. if they weren't con- constrained yes. by certain societal norms like yes. the reason you're so horrible on social media and you, you can say certain things because actually you, you you feel like you can't say those things in real life because of the social consequences but if yeah. the social consequences weren't there you would be exactly the same on social media so mm. some of the, the the men who told me to drink bleach and hang on, th- th- if they saw me on the street and want to say that they would say that but they they wouldn't do that on the street now because there's consequences but if they lived in an environment where there weren't so the same thing we see in america with donald trump and stuff like that mm-hmm. like he's created an Absolutely. environment where there are now less consequences yeah. for being racist, for yeah. being whatever. To, so like people can then do things that it's they wouldn't have done two years ago. And it's, that is who they are. They it's haven't the changed. Yeah. He's just plugged into who people are and then created an environment where they're allowed to be who they are. No, right, and I feel yeah. like social media actually does that. It almost plugs into who people are and then allows them to be that way because there aren't any consequences. So they're for just their normalizing speech. this ridiculous behavior and making it acceptable. Yeah. 
Yeah, and to go back to your point with Donald Trump, Donald Trump is an OG of just like being being a wuss. He's exactly what I'm talking about. For instance, he would say all these things on Twitter. He would go mad. He would talk about everybody, so many people. Goes to Russia now. Did Russia hack the election? Oh, you know, well, he's, he's given me a very strong denial. And then when he got back to the US, he said, oh, I didn't, I'm, when I said would, I meant wouldn't. And he was trying to quibble <laughs> about two. And I'm he's like, listen, is this, is, this, is this kind of thing of like, we don't have the stones to say anything to anyone. And my mm. thing is, I'm not saying that people should go around being rude. I don't really think even people should be talking like that. But I'm like, if you're going to act bad, if you're going to talk bad, you know what? Pull up. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's my thing. If you're going to act bad, you're going to say all these things. Pull no, up at pull the podcast. Up. Yeah, yeah. Like, pull up. If you're not going to pull up, then why are you bothering to say all these things on, on social media? And that's, wow. yeah. And I, I really, when you talk about social media and mental health, that's one thing I really, um, I really resonate with. Because I think, even for me as someone who does quite a few different things, it can be not even, I want to say frustrating, but more like you feel bad about yourself when you see other people, not necessarily, not that you're hating other people or you're hating on someone else's success, but you see other people achieving and you're like, oh man, where am I in my life? Why haven't I done this? Why haven't I got that? Why, why can't I just, um, I don't know, it's the have demon. a side hustle it's and like make a hundred thousand pounds a month. Da, 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 and this person's done it and they're only 22 and I'm, and I'm this age and I'm not mm. doing anything. Well, I tell my sister, it's the demon of comparison. You need to like, it's, I think it is, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be better for yourself and looking at others and being inspired, mm. but looking at others and comparing yourself to somebody whose situation is not yours at all. You don't mm. have the same background. You didn't yeah. have the same, um, like you, you weren't able to have the same benefits as that person. You don't actually know how they made their money. My friend, listen, that money can come and go. Like you don't know what they did or what they've sacrificed to get to that. And also social media is just a lie. Like I think we we all just know that Instagram is a lie. Yeah. The amount of people that I see when I'm like, when I look at their Instagram, I'm like, oh my goodness, they're living their best life, blah, blah, blah. When I see them in person, they're just, they're, it's just not the same mm. They're not the same person. People they're like, actors. oh, and they will say very honestly, yeah, but Instagram is just, you know, you just put your highlights there. No one puts their low lights there, ever. It's not even highlights. That's a that's a stretch. I feel like there's actual sometimes full on lying. And actually, if people took a moment to think, how real of a reflection is my social media page to my real life? Mm. And then think, okay, now let's look at the other people with the same, mm. like I the can't be, lens. I'm, I'm not on true. social media because even though I know that, I'm not on any social media. I feel like it. It still subconsciously you you take it in and you start to compare. And of if that's the only would. thing that you're you're seeing, you start to compare and stuff like that. I feel like it's overwhelming as well. Like I feel like I don't know if we were made to consume that much information, mm. that much content, be in be in contact with that many people at that in that short to me I think the overwhelming part is that people can so many people can get in contact with you that quickly mm. so I can't do it I can't do it sometimes mm. I used to switch off my phone for like fully like a good week not talk to anyone if I see you I see you if I don't I don't it's not that mm. deep people know that I'm alive and then when you're ready come back on but I feel like if you've got so many avenues of like people contacting you just how do you it's too much just too much I honestly feel like my mental health has improved so much since I like, deleted Facebook deleted Twitter I just recently reactivated my Instagram I'm probably gonna deactivate mm. it again just because I found that so even with simple things like on Instagram like people posting pictures of their like workout stuff and like fitness and then I would go to the gym and I'd be like, my body doesn't look like, look like that. I've been in the gym for a year. And her body's fire, by my the body, way. Fire! fire. Yeah, guys. <laughs> my body doesn't look like that, though. It didn't look like the, the girls on Instagram. Mine and girl. it's just like, well, 
I could say it wasn't affecting me and I could say I was looking at it for quote unquote inspiration. inspiration. But at the end of the day, what was happening is I was coming home and not being happy with the way I looked and actually being off Instagram for ages. Actually, like, I was like, oh, actually, I actually feel really good. I'm like, I felt good about my body looking in the mirror because I didn't have all these people to compare it to. And if I looked at the women who were around me on the street, like, what? How many of them look like the Instagram models? Well, exactly. Like Instagram models. It's ridiculous. Mm, first of all, first of all, Instagram models don't look like Instagram models. That's exactly what I was going to say. First of all, what's an Instagram model? Because you're five foot two and your proportions <laughs> are not, you wouldn't fit into any clothes on the high street. So tell me why you're an Instagram model. Because when Instagram disappears, what are you? Nothing. Mm. I don't understand. But... I 100% agree with you. I came off Instagram, sorry to cut you, a mm. while ago. And it, it it was insane because my I would pick up my phone and I'd be swiping and searching for the... In, and I'm like, oh, I don't have Instagram anymore. Mm. Oh, guess what? I can do everything else I'm supposed to do with my day. Yeah. And yeah. I'm more productive at work. And I'm a happy individual. I literally came back on and I think it's something to do with the things that you follow as well I think there's definitely responsibility for yeah, us to take definitely. on ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. but like look I'm, I'm flawed yeah I have a whole lot of problems and I want to follow lots of different things and I would be look at things I need to get my nails done I need to grow my hair mm-hmm. I need to my eyebrows need to be thicker I need to go to the gym I need to do this I need to have a perfect six pack I just need to relax in it I just need to relax and drink water <laughs> I just need to relax drink water and get eight hours of sleep that's what I need to do mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I was going to say is, um, number one, you've inspired me to come off of Instagram again mm-hmm. and off of, you know, that's a Bristol thing. Um, <laughs> and the second thing is I have a friend who uh, knows of somebody who is a music artist or like, yeah, like a musician. Um, and that person, I'm not even going to say anything else, but that person um, will sit in there, will go away on holiday take lots of different pictures and then we'll come back and then uh, be in their house for like periods of time like throughout the year and they'll be in their house for like seven days and nobody will see them and please believe they will post pictures like they're abroad mm-hmm. on holiday in their outfits that no one's seen and be like oh yeah like I'm just in um, Cayman Islands like performing or just like in Dubai performing meanwhile you're in your house in South London you're right <laughs> are you right I can order an Uber Eats so nobody can see you because you're meant to be in Dubai recording or performing for these people I that blows my mind because I just think I don't think you even understand the depths which you have gone like this is this is not normal behavior it's it's actually very sad and you know what's sad we're out here watching that consuming that as if our life is a drill this is mm. not a drill this is our real life real this life. is actually like mm. we don't do a take two like you might as well live mm. your day like don't waste time watching other people and their fake to some extent lives like fake news yeah it's just it's not it's not you're a fake news <laughs> um, nah, to be yeah to be honest i would just say i would encourage everyone honestly Oh, everybody I don't care if it's on if you're on it for your job mm. whatever you are take some time on social media yes. Every everybody who's on social media should take some time off mm. I'm telling you it's fantastic even one thing I've actually done now I take a notifications some like a lot of the notifications off my phone so I don't get WhatsApp mm. notifications anymore yes. I don't get like because yeah, you know yeah. I've got you know have you guys got everyone got iPhone right yeah, yeah. so I've got Android Oh, okay. <laughs> madness, madness. I'm, I'm about to go and team android but you know basically the new ios update you can see your screen time so mm, it shows really you your good, screen yes. time and it shows you yeah. how many pickups you do a day i looked at the thing and i thought oh my goodness i thought nope this is not happening so i just literally turned off like so many of my notifications blah 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 like i, I, it, I, I delete the facebook off. apps twitter apps so i have facebook and twitter but i don't I don't have the apps, mm. so it's not. I'm not as involved with it. Same with Instagram. I turn off the notifications, so I'm not as involved. Because I realised 
when it really comes down to it, if you really want to get in contact with me, you just ring me. Yes, and if you WhatsApp me, it's not a deep. Yes. That's, my, that's my philosophy Can I just now. say, there's also this whole social media thing and the impact on relationships. Like men oh, who Lord. refuse to call mm-hmm. and all they do yeah. is wow. text you. Can I just talk about men sliding into your DMs who are meant to be happily married? I'm going to say one oh, I time. I was a left. I- <laughs> wow. I just... <laughs> You took one detail, boy. And I'm not even saying it, I'm not saying it's my personal experience. But it is <laughs> my <laughs> Don't worry, no one knows you, so you know. I have a friend. I just I have, no, this happens. Yeah. This happens. Yesterday my friend messaged me and was like, has my friend's husband not just liked a picture of me on my private page? And I have she has two pages and she's just like, Why do married men try to slide into my DM? One thing on one thing, sorry. Page? I don't care. How, how about how about pastors that like inappropriate wow. pictures? Well, well, and it just goes back to what you were saying about they wouldn't do it in oh, real life because of the consequences. Oh, because but they were pastor, would you roll up to me in my bikini and tell me that Yo, my G, you looking great. So then Wait, if, I'm if, telling if you, you wouldn't do that, if Jesus wouldn't approve of you rolling up to me in my bikini telling me that I looked good, then don't come on my See, Instagram this is, this is, this is page. My I don't thing. have any bikini I think, I, shut it, But shut don't it. come on my Instagram page telling so me Instagram, that I look Instagram isn't really in relationships, just people are, right? Yeah, but I've but my thing is I've seen this multiple and I'm thinking... You see the photo, like you just I, as someone who's in a relationship, like you see the photo. Like you see the photo. You just scroll. Like I see people clearly liking it. They're married. They're, I'm like, you lot are brave, blood. They yeah, are brave. It's like they are brave. Wow, you know, wow, you know, I think someone no someone say stuff like, oh, there's no consequence. It's just a picture, and like I don't. He can look as long as, as he doesn't touch. He doesn't touch. I'm just so I'm, 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 bad. I'm a, like my my G. He will touch. <laughs> <laughs> don't get insisted as soon as he gets in the situation. He I guarantee you, he will touch. Well, I don't look, but don't oh, touch. Lord. This oh, is please. so wild, and it's not normal behavior. Like, it's I'm not telling you, it's not normal. Like social media, I really feel like okay, there's good, there's good sides to it, but yeah. on, sometimes I just feel like a lot of it is just the up. devil. Like, yeah, do you know, we just blow I'll up see screen, I see screenshots of like pictures, and I look at the people who like them, and I think, is this really what goes on? Yeah, this is what nah, people really mad. doing out here. I'm yeah. telling you, it's mad. Like when I. See so like the things I've seen on the I've seen a man's posting LNG white quotes and then two minutes later liking um, bikini pictures and I'm not saying that we all live in that tension of we don't always live perfectly but I'm just saying you can see I can see both of the likes so I'm not saying don't Mm. do your thing I'm just saying you are aware it's public I have to to throw the spanner in the works there what if a guy is saying listen the same way I'll post a picture of me topless on the beach and someone can like it. Yeah, you're on the beach. You're living life. The same way some girl can post a picture of herself in a bikini and the guy can like it. I, We're so, not so, falling for that No, 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 no. no. Shall I, no. I, I tell you what I will say? I, w- I wouldn't even necessarily comment on that. But what I will say is when you know the thing is a first trap, I'm not mm-hmm. saying a bikini picture is, mm-hmm. but there are certain pictures. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's a first trap. Mm-hmm. Why are you liking it? That's when that's when you know you just shouldn't be liking it. When you, you know you got the one with you know how Jamaicans do with the the bum out or whatever. People do that. Sorry, like, hold on. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not not just Jamaicans. Jamaicans. Not just no, no, it's not just Jamaicans. Oh, but you know, thank like, you. But, but they're talking about Jamaicans right now. It's not just Jamaicans. Because are we the number one people with our bums out? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, no, when I say no, when I say bums out, I don't mean I don't mean just no. Okay. Do you mean, do you mean yeah. island people? Is that what you island mean? Island people. Okay. That's what I mean. I mean I island people. Everyone oh, yeah, always, thank you, thank always you, thank comes you. for Jamaicans. And I just want to, to say, there are other <laughs> islands. There are... Mm, <laughs> and they're not... They're not <laughs> no, 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 stop, 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 wait, stop, wait. stop. There are other stop, islands. Stop, stop, 
stop, stop. And yes, they're small, and yes, they're not very relevant, but they're still oh there. Oh my days! <laughs> I'm not involved. I'm Shout out to Trinidad, Barbados, um, Saint Lucia, Saint Kitts and Nevis. Shout I don't know out whether, to all the Jamaican to, 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 <laughs> and Cubans because I'm a quarter Cuban. Not the Jamaican <laughs> guys and Cuba. This is, I'm, I'm here rapping Cuba. No, do you know oh, I, wow. Cuba, Cuba, Cuba. Cuba, Cuba's made massive contributions to the world. The rest of the islands, I don't know. <laughs> I am finished. I'm, I'm scared that you said it, not me. I'm not involved. Oh my all gosh. Of you, all of you, and the only thing you can add Oh gosh. Well, on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get as banned. The only no, thing she won't, won't, because luckily everybody's anonymous. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm not even laughing. Oh. Yeah, but you, started the, you started the fire, you lit the match. I know. <laughs> We're talking about Jamaicans, not any other island. We're talking about Jamaicans, and I was just making it oh. frankly. <laughs> See, my, my Nigerian friend. See, these Jamaicans. So, 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 I want to... <laughs> I want to... So, on the same topic, we're talking about social media and mental health and things like that. Um, I want to move on to black women and mental health. So, I was reading an article um, in The Guardian about the stereotypes of black women. And it's interesting, actually, because it, it all kind of came together. So, I was on... I was just browsing through Twitter today and I saw someone tweet about Tiffany Haddish, basically. And for some reason, this woman gets like a lot of hate. People mm. say she's not a real comedian, mm. blah, blah, all these different things. Or she's ratchet or she's this. And the same with someone like maybe, I don't know, like Cardi B or whatever. Um, they get similar, like hate in a similar sort of way for being ratchet. But I think it's, it's interesting in terms of like um, the stereotypes of black women that are around and how it's almost like when it comes, when it comes to that, people don't want certain representations of black women on tv so it's like if we if if we're on tv if black women's on tv then she should be at least let her not be like an angry black woman or let her not be like loud let her not play the receptionist or whatever um and it's all these different things and so i just wanted to ask like for you guys as as black women how do you feel about your representation on like in the i guess in the media like what does that look like for you and do you feel like there is a like a one-sided portrayal and do you feel like someone like I don't know like a Tiffany Haddish or people who aren't necessarily like who aren't I don't know I'm gonna say uppity black folk but like middle class like do you feel like there's a tension there between working class black people or black women and white middle class black women sorry like in terms of their portrayal is there a tension between middle class black no, in women t- in, terms of, in terms of like the portrayal because like yeah. you'll see certain things like ah oh, um, why can't they get someone else who is a bit more like why can't they get Viola Davis or why can't they get um, I don't know Oprah mm. and it's this whole thing of like we want like a better representation of us. Like from my perspective, I feel like that's almost pandering to mm. white ideals of society, mm. to be honest of like, um, oh, we don't want to show these parts of black people because these are the parts that we don't. And to be honest, I, I actually look quite like, I don't even know if I'd find her that, she's, she's sometimes funny, but I, I just like Tiffany Haddish. Like she's almost- She's she, likable. Yeah, she's likable. And you can t- tell she's like really genuine and like she's, well, I don't want to say genuine, but she's happy to be where she is. Mm. Like she didn't think she'd be there. So I feel like it's sad because I think it was, I don't know if you guys have heard of Boyce Watkins. Boyce Watkins. Mm-hmm. He's like this American like- um, Hotep. I hate that word. I don't want to call him a hotep, but just one of these guys. And he was like, ah, oh, <laughs> on the plantation, Tiffany Haddish was the one that um, the white slave masters would have rolled out and would have loved. And I just thought, what a wild thing to but say did about. Did you come for any black male comedians like that? Because no. you're not saying that about Kevin Hart. Then Kevin, oh, Kevin no. Hart mm. is A grade puppet. 
Kevin Hart is A grade, roll them out at Christmas yeah. on the plantation yeah. to, to shuck and jive for the rest of the, mm. the masters and children. I don't care. So if you're not saying that about Kevin Hart, I don't know why you're saying it about Tiffany Haddish. That's mm. the only thing I have to say about that. And I think it's hard as well. What if Tiffany Haddish just wants to be Tiffany Haddish? Why Why does she have to carry mm. and feel that like she has to carry the weight of representing everyone in the way that they want to be represented? Like, I feel like it's, it's a, such a big ask of one person. Mm. And does is that is the duty to black women greater than you just being who you are and actually just being all of yourself? Like, I don't, mm. like, I, I can't see her doing that much. I mean, maybe it's just me and I'm just ignorant, but I, I can't see her doing that much damage that you'd be telling her, like, no, we want you to do this. Like, how about, there's other people like Viola Davis and, and the, that, that, that can play the roles that you want them to play or, like, represent you in the way that you want to be represented. Like, I don't, yeah. I feel like, Mm. <clears throat> let me just say it I think these expectations aren't placed on white women they're not placed on white comedians mm. I don't feel like anyone's out here asking Amy Sh- Amy Schumer thank you mm. to represent the whole of um, like white Americans or nope. white women they're not so actually I-, I think it's because Tiffany has made it mm. and so now she's got to be all things to all people and she can't like what you said actually allow her to be who she is mm. authentically or maybe she's not authentic I don't know but allow her to play the role that she is choosing to play Mm -hmm. and allow other black women to exist if you were to ask me how i feel about representation the answer is we're not represented enough Mm. there's not enough representation there's like black women (coughs) just like white women we are varied and there's so many different like roles and characters that need to be in the media that just aren't represented and unfortunately Mm. what's represented are like the um what's the word like the exaggerated forms of us so we'll have like a tiffany haddish or we'll have like an michelle obama and oprah Mm. there's there's literally a a whole spectrum spectrum in between Mm. Mm. and listen i love michelle obama and i'm gonna need everyone who's got a ticket to not 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 let me know that they're gonna go see her in south bank (laughs) and i'm starting first of all i'm starting a change.org petition to for michelle obama to have a second night like at a stadium in like at wembley arena i don't Mm. know why anyone thought she would come to south bank and i feel like black women should have had first dibs on those tickets we're just gonna move on from that but i agree with you however i do agree with you but however there is a spectrum of roles and characters and women that need to exist in the media Mm. that just are not being filled and i don't want to watch i don't want to turn on the tv and have to see oh the funny black friend who doesn't get a date Mm. or the funny black cousin who's dark skin who doesn't get a date or Mm. even on sabrina i don't know why i watch sabrina on netflix and she's got a black cousin it's very strange and then she's got like a a fair-skinned friend at school how about we turn the tv and we just see like a black person who's in the lead and it's not a black sitcom mm. it's just a sitcom mm. or a tv show and the black person's taking the lead because actually that's what happens in life and we we have lots of different roles um and i think when we just see people in two at two different ends of the spectrum it just not for me again because i'm growing but maybe even a little bit like we are we we are we are telling little girls and boys these are the roles that you can play in life, in media, and that's all there is to it. No, actually, you can be whatever you want to be. I am in two minds about this, because part of me feels like once you get into the public eye, like, black people are not like white people. Mm. So we know that white women can, white women are going to have very diverse representation and they can be whoever they want to be in the public eye and it doesn't really matter and doesn't really impact on how people see white women as a whole. But as a black woman, you know that mm-hmm. who you are, whether it's at work, whether it's you know, if you're a celebrity, it's going to have an impact on how 
people see black women how? as a whole? As in, you know that you're how? either... Hmm? How? how? So if you, are, you are, if you embody certain stereotypes, whatever, you know that, that, that people will then project those onto the black people they meet in their day-to-day life. So it's a heavy responsibility. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't agree with that. Let me finish. Let me finish. So I'm saying, if as in, as, so what I'm saying is, for example, if somebody, if you ask the average, if you ask, for example, the average Asian person, like in Asia, what they think of black people, like it is literally the sum total of like the hip hop videos that they watch. Mm-hmm. And, or a basketball player. Or, but yeah, so they, those are, the, the things they think about black women are what they see from like literally MTV and like films that they watch, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying like that will impact people who don't have have normal interaction with black with black people, and even people who do, like they will see those things as what black people are. So I'm saying that if you know that, I'm not saying this is necessarily true, but I question: is there a level of responsibility that you have to have because you know that your situation is not the same as white women if you're in the public eye? I I know that everyone will not choose to take on that responsibility, but is it something that is positive? that you should, that would be good if everyone in the public eye, because for me, like for example, when I see certain, not, let's, let's take it outside of black women, but when I see certain black men, like I was watching something with 50 Cent and he was saying like, oh, you don't want me to be a role model and I'm not trying to be your kid's role model. And for me, I see that as irresponsible. He, he's like, it's not my job to be your kid's role model and I'm just being who I am. And if your kid looks at me, looks at me and, and sees certain things and then that's like up to them. But for me, I think as a black man in the public eye, knowing how many young black men do look up to you, I feel like you should have a sense of responsibility about what you portray. Even if you, even, even, if, even if in an ideal world, you shouldn't have to. But even see, here's if you're a hip-hop artist, because no, like, I just feel, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't think that applies to certain things and industries and people more than others. If you're a politician, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a, um, an, an athlete, perhaps, then yeah, again, it's very inspirational, it's very aspirational. People really want to do that. Um, when you're a hip-hop artist, But I think that's the problem, though, because we, like, young black men don't... If you're thinking about the average young black guy who's 15, 16, do they really look up... They look up to Barack Obama like in a very abstract way, but if you think about who they look up to on a daily basis, who they listen to on a daily basis, who they mm. the media they consume, mm. it is those hip hop artists. So the first <clears> hip hop <throat> artists to say absolves them, themselves of responsibility and say, actually, hands mm. hands off, that's actually not my problem. I'm not here to be a role model. Yeah, you're right. Like maybe it's not your job, but if you are a black person who loves your people mm. and you know how many young black boys actually look to you, then it's not your job. But out of the love that you have for your people in your heart, you'll be like, actually, mm. regardless of the fact that it's not my job and I shouldn't have to do this because I should be able to be me and be free and talk about my life and talk about whatever and do it in whatever I want to and it shouldn't impact people. Mm. At the end of the day, I am a black man in a white supremacist world where young black boys look up to people like me more so than they do look up to the, the maybe the, the young black guy who's a doctor in the hospital who they don't really see and feel they can't relate to so mm. me being who i am mm. there's a responsibility there's a, i'm gonna take on that responsibility even if i don't have to and i feel like that's the same for so the, that, on that point i agree with you mm. like i agree with you on in the sense of if you're looking at it inward in your own community fine if you're looking at it from a perspective of i need to be a role model in my own community fine once you start thinking about any other race or how you're going to be perceived to them I don't care. I yeah, kind, but I kind of agree with what you're saying as well. I feel, I feel like it, it's true. I think the difference is though, with like say 50 Cent you're talking, was it 50 Cent you're saying, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish is not doing anything inherently bad. Like, no, yeah, right. 100%. Do you see? So mm-hmm. I feel like us as a community should just be like, 
be your her. best you. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Don't, don't be anything else because that won't be genuine. Mm. But yeah. be your best you. If you're not yeah. doing anything inherently bad, but that's your personality, do mm. you and be you. Now, when we're talking about 50 Cent and maybe he's glorifying like crime and stuff like that, then I think as a community, we can say, you know what? That's not, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. we, we can't even, we can't even champion that. We can't even like, promote that saying that that's your genuine self because actually we're not we're not supposed to be aiming for that kind of lifestyle or mm. like to do those things mm. that's the main difference but i, I kind of that's agree true. tiffany and I, and I think it's tiffany such a like, heavy weight though it's such a heavy responsibility yes and don't get me wrong if i suddenly became famous yeah i'm taking everybody with me and i'm going to do everything in my power to empower and inspire and motivate young black people black people in general but it's it's a lot to deal with mm-hmm. it's a lot no I, I i agree but then at the same time why should it all fall on i don't know quote unquote the wokest of woke black people mm. to do to do the work and mm. so everybody else can just live their life and just be a whatless whoever like i don't i don't think i don't think that's fair like i do think rappers and personalities and that stuff they do have a responsibility to their own community yeah. because if anything they know how hard it is they know mm. about not having role models mm. and spare me the rubbish about oh um they're just rapping about their experiences because 20 years on these people are not rapping about 20 years on these people are not rapping experiences first yeah. five years I might, i'll give you a black because you're getting out of the hood whatever <laughs> once you're out forget about it i don't want to hear nothing i don't want to hear nothing house. i don't want to hear no gun chat i don't want to hear nothing like you don't have to you don't have to be chatting like that anymore you've moved right. into beverly hills or whatever you don't need to be talking like that because at the end of the at the end of the day if those rappers came out and literally said you know what the way we lived it wasn't great xyz because there are there are people that there are people that do that there are rappers that come out and say like listen we lived this life blah 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 but now we're just trying to live positive X, Y, Z. Like, I'm not going to cuss my brothers who are mm. who are doing this because I know that you're there to make it. But there are kids that are vulnerable mm. and you're saying like, you know what? I know I didn't grow up with a father or whatever. I think you do have a responsibility and the same thing would go for women conversing on the other side who can, who can help. I think it's important as black people that we shouldn't just be having this mindset of there's Martins and Malcolms and in, in this day and age, there's like Angela Davises and... Um, I don't know who's the. I'm oh, sorry, I was thinking of Angela Wright to be honest, but obviously Angela. Day. But mm. I mean, like you know, the new like black the heads of the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. all these people, and mm. it's their job to be like the woke black people, and we'll just and be like whoever the heck. Quality. But you know what? I had this conversation with somebody <laughs> the other day, and that whole kind of like I don't know if it's self actualization or self realization. Like it, for me, I think there's something to be said for um, you can have those conversations and you can get you can. Uh, want to um, change your community and you you can want to take on that responsibility when your basic needs have been met when your basic needs aren't met like mm. you cannot take that on because actually True. if your basic need which are things like having somewhere to sleep so shelter food and having a job like if those needs aren't met i'm sorry you you can't even begin to think about changing the world in your community because you need mm-hmm. to eat you need to sleep mm-hmm. you need to provide for your family so the reason why it I think a lot of the responsibility falls to people, potentially like Tiffany, because she's made it. So her basic needs are met. So now mm-hmm. she's at the top of the pyramid. She's at the high, her hierarchy of needs. She's at the top. So she's now therefore able to look around and think about all these other things that she can now think about and take on because actually she doesn't have to worry about certain things. Do you know what I mean? But when you're in the hood or whatever, even if you're not in the hood, you don't have to be in the hood to be poor or like for your needs not to be met. When your needs aren't met, you don't even, you can't think about these greater things because actually, Actually, you are struggling day to day or like me paycheck to paycheck <laughs> to make it through do you know what one thing i would say about like, like i kind of agree with boyce watkins about tiffany haddish and to what i think about kevin hart as well is like it's also the type of comedy that they make mm. 
it's not just it's not okay it's not about so people sometimes say that it's, it's like, not like oh, Paul Mooney comedy it's not yeah it's about the type of comedy like so there's nothing wrong so people say, stuff like, people say stuff like oh it's about like class and like working like people don't want to accept like working class stories and stuff like, but I think it's about the fact that that their comedy is very superficial mm. it's slapstick slapstick and when it comes to racial issues particularly when I see the way Kevin Hart navigates clear. navigates race in his comedy mm. it it's all I, I, don't, I don't actually think it's authentic I actually think it I think it speaks to what the white imagination wants to think of black people and that's my problem with Kevin Hart's comedy I think I don't think he I don't think that it is I'm here for real like black people talking about their real lives and in their comedy and doing whatever. But I feel like the stuff that I, I, I just get the acute sense from both of the, like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, that they're actually like playing up to what they feel white like the white like. imagination wants to see. And that is probably my main problem with it. Like not that it's, I don't, I don't know if it is actually authentic, if they're just being their nah, real selves. I, I think I, 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 I would disagree with that. Tiffany, I think Tiffany Haddish is 100% I think they're authentic. Well, I think they're authentic. I think they're authentic, but I think it's, it's just what white people like. I just, in a really rude way, it's not even white people, guys. It's money. It's lowest common denominator. Mm. It's, and that sounds really harsh. Like, it, it really does, but it's lowest common denominator. What's the easiest, for me, almost non-offensive, inoffensive? Inoffensive, inoffensive. comedic thing that we can talk about that's going to transcend race and gender and everything and not upset anybody. I've never heard but Kevin Hart. I've never heard Kevin Hart talk about um, anything that's crazy political. He doesn't talk about anything. The only thing I used to follow him on social media, the only thing I've ever seen him say is go out and vote because, you know, it's important to vote. He didn't talk about people have died for our vote. We weren't allowed to vote. He doesn't, he steers clear of so many things. And that's no, my, the thing is he, that's he, he my has, issue with him. He ha- he has, but then he also hasn't. For example, he's spoken about, he's made jokes about dark skin women in his comedy. So he doesn't, st- and that's, this is my thing. There's not, there's nothing elevated about Kevin Hart's comedy because mm-hmm. even when he does talk about race, he goes for the easiest target, Lowest which is dark skinned black women. Yeah, and I'm not here for it. Like, yeah. so Kevin Hart brings brings nothing elevated to the conversation about race of black people. He doesn't yeah. even bring like he, he he just I feel like he degrades the conversation. That's what I feel like he does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he does it and the and, and as usual, especially with a lot of these black male comedians, if he's gonna go if he's gonna talk about race and if he's gonna make a joke, the brunt of the joke is gonna be black women. And I'm just not I'm not interested. Right. Tiffany Haddish is slightly different. So Tiffany Haddish, I don't feel like she does that. I just feel like Tiffany Haddish is like, she's, as you said, she's just like, it's lowest common denominator, it's slapstick, it's playful. And if that's who yeah. she is, then she should just go and, it's not the comedy kind of comedy let that her, I really enjoy that much, but she should just go. Make her coins. Yeah, she should make her coins. I'm happy for her to make her coins. If white comedians, there's not all, not all white comedians are intelligent and, and insightful. Some of them are just like slapstick as well. So if yeah. they can do that, do it, she should be able to do it as well. But I, but there's certain types of comedians, not Tiffany Haddish, but other people who who don't do that who they're not just they they actually do kind of involve certain topics in their comedy but they make it well i think dave, Ch- dave chappelle 100 percent did that what's the name of the other guy who sadly passed away now and he i can't remember his name Is it yeah mm-hmm. yeah again like for me it's not as if kevin hart has got to, he's had to pave the way and he's you know treading really softly and mm-hmm. he's walking on eggshells because he doesn't no you don't need to that the way's already been paved for you actually mm-hmm. like you actually have this whole forum to go out there and say something meaningful still make your money still be who you are still be funny but he chooses not to for whatever reason that's absolutely fine 
Um, but it's a shame. And I've always thought that about him. And I've seen him like in real life <laughs> and he was funny, but it was, you know what? Sadly, I left disappointed. Isn't that sad? Like I was just like, mm, that's, that's a shame. This is the thing I'm thinking about, like the, in terms of comedy now, like the, I was just, I was just, I was just looking at my phone, like at different comedians and their backgrounds. But like, I'm thinking like the, probably the best comedian or the most famous comedian, one of the most famous comedians of our time is like a black, almost middle-class-ish kind of guy like Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, like he wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't some like, um, he didn't grow up, he didn't necessarily really grow up in the hood or whatever like that. Like Pete Seeger is like this famous, like, I don't know, um, white uh, guitarist who made some like protest songs. He came around to his house and stuff like that. I think about the comedy that I probably would resonate more with like Paul Mooney and things like that. And it is the more like, even though Chappelle will tell like dumb jokes, there will always be like an interesting racial, like if you look at Chappelle's show, that was very smart. Mm-hmm. If you look at Chris Rock, everybody hates Chris. Like yeah. he'd do dumb stuff. Very he'd do smart. dumb stuff, but it's still very, very smart. smart and like astute, like portrayals of what racism is. Yeah. Like if you look at, and I still don't know, satisfy the white media. Yeah, if you look mm-hmm. at say Dick Gregory or Bernie Mac, those are comedians that were that would satisfy white audiences, like they because they were funny. They were just really funny, but at the same time, they were gonna. Paul Mooney's not. Come, I don't know if Paul Mooney comes because he's just mad. Like he just says the most like direct things I don't know how anyone goes to, but like um, is Trevor Noah a comedian is that what he's classified yeah Trevor Noah like, yeah Trevor Noah yeah Trevor Noah is a comedian and I he, him, and he again he will so he's I think always. it is possible and I don't think you but then I think it's what's difficult is like <laughs> love it is what I'm, I'm thinking is like the more middle class community, because of like I don't know maybe because of their education whether they can speak to those experience like speak to the experience of racism and make it cut in whilst I don't know why people can still. Like, I don't know. They, no, but almost, hold on. Chris Rock isn't. Chris Rock is. Come, everybody hates Chris. Was was like about his family, which True, is from a working class background. Which is what I'm saying. It's not. I don't think it's just a class because it was. It was a very yeah, insightful, authentic portrayal and of a black thing. working class and family and in America, yeah. Yeah. and it managed to be. And and Rochelle as like as a character, oh, the she mum, was great. she yeah. wasn't like tame and quiet and just like no. she was. And she wasn't light like, skinned, bougie ratchet. But yeah. she it was, wasn't it was never in a way that I found as a black woman like. But embarrassing it's just, no. it was just authentic yeah. but you could tell she was very smart she was and she was who she was which was she would still kick off yeah. like if you came for her kids or came for her husband but it wasn't like I didn't feel like it was a negative stereotype I feel mm. like it was a genuine portrayal of maybe what Chris Rock saw in his neighbourhood and that, yeah. there's yeah, nothing cause wrong like with people that have, people have like gone back and looked to Fresh Prince and said it was a sanitised version of like I don't know blackness because I don't know Uncle Phil and that were the good blacks and da da da. But maybe and we Will Smith needed was that. Like the, the ratchet black coming But maybe in we needed da-da-da. that because the Fresh Prince existed way before everybody mm-hmm. hates Chris. Yeah. I think to me, it's just, in my opinion, we just need, we need all, like, the, all the portrayals are yeah. worth having. Like, mm-hmm. the everybody hates Chris, working class black family, Bernie Mac, guy that was used to be whatever, and then they made it, the Bernie Mac show. I used to love that show. Like, my, I think it, like, a lot of yeah. these shows, it's just portraying, like, normal. Because, like, for me, what's annoying is, like, as soon as it's a comedy of, like, it's, it's a black comedy, instead of just, like, it's just funny. My Wife and Kids is just funny. Yeah. You don't have to be, you don't have to be black to find My Wife and Kids funny. But as, as soon as you see... I not about race that much. Yeah, it doesn't even talk about yeah. race that much. But as soon as you see all black people, mm. as soon as you see all black people, it's a black comedy. I don't look at thingy... Well, actually, now I do. I say it's a white comedy, but... You know <laughs> but it's just, like... I think, yeah, what it is for black people, we're struggling to be just represented as a whole. So I think that's where that tension comes. It's like, mm. oh, if we see ourselves, then hopefully... And so this is an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys have seen The Apprentice. 
at all. I haven't watched it actually this, this season. Year. There's More this dude, year, oh my days, I love this guy. <laughs> oh, I wish if he, I oh hope he doesn't gosh. get voted out. In fact, it's probably on now. I, I hope he doesn't get voted out so that at some point, maybe, God willing, I could ever have him on the podcast. This guy called Kyle He's been on there and he's just been so authentic. But he's Where's basic. He's, he's just black. He's clearly from probably from South London or whatever. He's just and he talks exactly like he's from South London. And he's just being himself. What's he but do? he's smart though. I don't he's a he's a motivational speaker. Oh, is and it? That's, that's but he literally so he got on there and he did I can't remember which episode it was, but he sold like crazy, like better than everybody else. Mm, and awesome. like, you know, what's his face? Um Claude was like, Yeah, he's a really good seller. He's got his own unique way of like <laughs> He's black, but he can sell. That's basically what he was saying. But it was like, he he literally said, what he said, he said, keep him busy, get the Lizzie. Like, he did not. Uh, he did South on that TV. Stand I said, this up. guy is a legend. I, I said, I love this it. guy. South London stand up here, that's you. So to me, it's this thing where I actually, lo- I almost, I love it when like, I don't know, when black people come into white spaces and don't change. Yeah. To me, which is why I like someone like Tiffany Handish, I love it when black people come into, into a white space and don't change. And some people will say, oh, this person's cool and whatever. No, I just feel I just feel like, you know what, you're being your authentic self. Yeah. And actually, that, I, I respect that. Say, that's why Tiffany Handish is different from someone like, I, keep going for, I don't want to keep coming for Kevin Hart, but that's mm-hmm. the difference to me. I feel like Tiffany Handish has come into this space mm-hmm. and not changed. Okay, that's who she is. But, but then, she probably has changed a bit. She's probably changed you know? a bit. She has, mm-hmm. She's had to change somewhat, in some ways. But I'm mm-hmm. saying she's, She's, it looks like she's, she's trying to herself. walk in off, and that's yeah. just yeah. who she is yeah. whereas some people come into that space and then play up to what they feel yeah. like exaggerate mm-hmm. their features yeah. and which is you why you I mean? can like, say all the things you want about like say Cardi B but you can't say she's not being yeah she seems authentic she's being, yeah. she's being who she is and to be honest I, I, just, I respect also, the fact that she was a nah, former stripper now she's, she's also money. she's also playing a part she, that whole former stripper turned good that's also that's, that's like a big thing in America like mm. I think she's also she's like playing into that like underdog I'm gonna like survive with the fittest I'm gonna make it I'm gonna claw my way up here that's my personal opinion of course she is yeah her. but of course she is that's her life yeah that's what she's that's what she's had to do so to me if anything, it, it makes sense for her to be... But just know, to bring it all the way back to like a very individual level. Do you know what though? It's actually very difficult for you to enter a white space or a space that's really unfamiliar ter- territory to you um, and want to succeed and see everybody else succeeding who doesn't look like you yeah. mm-hmm. but still be authentically you. Yeah, very, that happens, very like, that's something I struggle with. I genuinely do. I'm yeah. very, like... 100%. Like I'm, I'm black. There's no toys about it. Like I can't... I, I'm not like an ambiguous race. Like I'm not... It's, I'm black. <laughs> it's very, like, no, it's true though. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like... No, I'm not, I'm not Moroccan. Like I'm not like mixed. Like I'm black and, and I'm very happy. I have braids. I used to have faux locks to work. Like whatever. But even now, I still struggle with... Like, hiding hiding sorry biting my tongue I'm not responding in the way that I actually really want to Mm. respond for a number of reasons and even today I had to tell myself you need to calm down because if I talk to you like how I want to talk to you it's going to end badly for you it's not going to end badly for me it's going to end badly for you and you're going to sit there and start to cry and I'm going to tell you to sort your life out because I don't have time for your crocodile tears that's what I went through before I came here today and I thought I cannot but it's hard though and again I was talking to somebody about this and they were like you should never have to dull who you are mm. for you to succeed and the fact that you think you've got to dull who you are is interesting and I who, said wait who said that so, what, what was it what was the colour black okay a, a black person I and, I, and I and I struggle with it and I was thinking is it and do you know what I said I said do you know what the problem that I have is I don't want to make it harder listen to this check me out I don't want to make it harder for the next dark skinned black girl that comes into my office mm. I, I want I want to make their transition easier mm. and I don't want them to think because 
because well there we go because I (laughs) because I was really frustrated and decided that I wasn't going to hold back one day I don't ever want them to think oh you know we're going to hide that black girl and she's dark skinned and she's got braids or she might respond like how she did I don't I don't want that do you know what I mean being authentically yourself doesn't it's not only um expressing like your like maybe heightened like emotional like anger in a situation and I feel like actually being fully authentically yourself will help the the next black girl to have the space to be authentic themselves mm, because when you initially said that you, it's hard to go into like situations and actually try to be authentic yourself sometimes as a black woman you don't know what is authentic like what what is being yeah. an authentic mm. black woman because actually the black women you don't tend to see black women in that space and then when you do is someone who's kind of like muted mm. their blackness just to actually succeed in that space and i and really do in. think yeah. it, we we it would be nice if we didn't have to do that to succeed and say like even at work and stuff like that but the reality is if you want to go far now, like not in the future when some or after you've like fought so many battles, sometimes you people mute themselves just for that kind of success. Mm. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have, have to. to be like no, that. But I I'm not, 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 not going to say that. at the same time. And that's this is my my personal thing. Mm. I will not knock anybody who in their workplace decides. You know what. I'm just gonna dial it down so I can get the paper. I didn't know you got family to feed, I, and I don't. I respect that hustle 100. I slightly disagree, I actually. To be honest, I think that everybody, black or white, black people have to do it a lot more so. But I think mm. everybody has to have a different face in a mm. working environment than mm. they do at home. And yes. I don't know if me not being how I am, for example, on the podcast at work, is not being authentic because I just feel like who I am is very. Can I just like, say? I feel no, like we, we all we all no, play a part. No, no, no. We're all, we say, are all actors. You are and both. Like, and who I'm acting at work is not who I am here. Can I, can I just say? But, but you you know, know, no, no. Can I just say? Not. You are all wrong. You are wrong <laughs> because I work with white people. They are the same. It's true, you know. It's true. Fact. It's true. They will say okay, mad okay, things. I guarantee you, they it's are true. saying the exact same thing because they could. Because these are things. No, the reason I say is because white people say fireable offenses. They yeah, say that at work. Okay, okay, you're right. And they're calm. You're right. Yes, you're right. This you're happened to wait, you wait, yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. You're right. I'm, I'm not going to... That's why I said to, to a much greater extent. I'm saying even... I do think that, for example, in general, white people can be a lot more of, of themselves, themselves, who they are at home and who they are with their friends at work. I 100% agree with that. And we... It's a completely different ballgame. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that there's a problem with people having... If anything, to, I just feel like white everybody people, should. White, everyone should. I just feel like white people are sometimes very unprofessional in the workplace. Mm. If I'm honest, okay, like, that's, true. that's true. That's the true. Conversations, that is very the conversations true. that they have, the stuff that they reveal, yeah. like everyone. I know it's, it's not just a stereotype. It's my what I've experienced is that people will be at work revealing stuff about their personal life, talking yeah. about sex, talking about all the stuff yeah. that they would do that I don't actually think is professional in a working environment. Like it's got nothing to do with race. Like mm. why are you why are you talking about what you did with Johnny last night? Yeah. Over, over a coffee in the stop like is it really necessary like, true, I don't feel that's just general but I just feel like black people are more aware of the fact that we can't do that because there's greater consequences for us when we do stuff like that but I just don't think me I'm not the same I'm not going to be the same in a romantic relationship as I am yeah like as or as, as I am the same with um as I'm the same with the people <laughs> <laughs> sorry I don't know <laughs> I'm not going to say romantic relationship as I am with people like friends here or with my family because everyone's different in different settings. I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. No, and you know what? You would be crazy if you reacted 
the same way in a different with different factors around you like I feel like that would sure. not be a normal I feel like just because you have a different like face that you show it just is is it shows that you're in a different environment and you're reacting a different way and shows I feel maturity. like it's just it's, it's, and it's, it shows maturity but also shows like you're actually a full person like you're actually yeah. you're not just a yeah. 2D like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna give you the same reaction and so I feel like that's actually being really authentic like if to be honest sometimes I think about it if the people at work give a description of me and the people at church give it will be co- yeah. you will never know it's the same person and somebody trying think, to I'm like crazy Bath. but actually no and I think also it's a sense of protecting yourself because you actually mm-hmm. if you showed your fullness at mm. work around people that have you know like the saying don't show don't give pearls to, to swine Fine. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> No, 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 we're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're not calling people sign. Let's, let's clear that up. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes there's things that you hold dear, there's parts of your personality that you hold, um, like, just th- that mean a lot to you. And just to just show it to every single person who are not going to respect yeah, yeah. it, appreciate it, yeah. give mm-hmm. it a, like, why? Why put that much energy? You I'm really there to give you just enough. You're right. They wouldn't have understood your anger. I yes. love I love what you just said and there's just so much wisdom in what you say I wish uh-huh. I was like you I want uh-huh. to be like you when uh-huh. I grew up I say all the time at work and I'm going to stop saying I'm like I don't care that much because you know what it is it's not when I say I don't care what I mean is you guys don't deserve to have the fullness of me How about you that? don't deserve to have the fullness of me why should I give it to you because mm-hmm. you know what when I leave this place let me tell you something yeah I'm not worrying about oh so and so I go home and I think about my friends and my family mm-hmm. yeah. that's what I am living my life for and unfortunately work is just what I do to pay my bills work is a comma like, I'm not a comma. Work is a comma. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right. I'm going to stop saying that. Today at work, I was saying, I don't don't care about those things because I genuinely don't care because I'm not sitting at home worrying about it. In my head, when I go home, I'm thinking about the 75,000 other things I want to do and I'm going to take over this world. That's what I'm thinking about. And I'm going to help mentor these young black girls who are running around walkless. That's what I want to do. I'm not worried about you. So... I think you said it right. I genuinely like you don't deserve to have the full the fullness of me, and that's okay because they, they can't appreciate it. And actually, no, to be can't. honest, like, Ooh. like I don't. I honestly feel like the white people. Yeah, the white people at work. They just they don't they just don't get me. Mm-hmm. They don't get me, and they can't appreciate who I. And that's, not, that's not to say you can't ever have you authentic relationships. You don't fit the stereotype of the of the of the black girl, right? Exactly. To them, so they don't know where to place you, and you don't go to the pub. I'm assuming to yeah. drink. So then they already don't trust you already. Right. So that's the problem. So I just feel like they don't. It's a bit of a like, wrong line. Honestly, I really like, people. People. So many times people have asked me like, "What do your parents do? Where did you go to school?" And it's not in a way of just like general conversation. It's like they're trying to figure what out kind of why are, are you? like how are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They actually. How like how this nigga become like this? Yeah, like they're trying to figure out like why do you speak like that and why like and so I'm it's just kind of like I can have authentic relationships with a a very select few number of white people, but for the vast majority of white people at work, I feel like I can't be my authentic self because you don't understand me. You don't really want to understand me. So I'm happy to play the game. Like I don't get me wrong. It's like GCSE drama for me. I'll just go in and act. (laughs) (laughs) My stepmom told me a long time ago. So you need to learn how to play the game and what role you're going to play. And for a while, Mm. I didn't even know that. I don't know if she even thought she was talking about race. I thought she was talking about 
other things but actually like it's all encompassing like you need mm. to know what role you're going to play in whatever job you're doing at whatever level you need mm-hmm. to know what role you're going to play and and play that role and take it on and if it includes race it includes race but I think people people in the workplace black white no not black people white people or English people who for them work is this all-encompassing yes. thing that they, yep. live for. they live for if you're that if if that is your background and i i don't include asian people with that because i find a lot of my asian friends they have big extended families and there's so many other things going on actually work is again where they come to collect a check or like mm. whatever but i could be wrong i can't speak for them like if you are that english person you want everybody in the workplace to fit into a very nice neat little box mm. so they know where to place you and they know what to expect of you guess what i'm not going to fit in your box you definitely mm. going to fit in the box and that's <laughs> why they are just like i don't understand i don't understand I'm like let's get it oh let's come to the pub let's not don't, go to the pub i don't want to go and drink a couple of cans of lager shall i tell you, shall I tell you what one of the, the wickedest things is this this expectation of of work of socializing oh. outside outside of work speak, oh. on speak on it speak on it this thing is mad you know no. oh. so let me get this straight i spend eight hours with you a day by force <laughs> So like so, no, you with your thing, I'd a doctor, I wouldn't even understand it. But, sorry, 40, but 40, 40 hours, right? I'm spending 40 hours with you a week. I I have um I have a girlfriend, I have family, I have um friends, friends. I have I have my Jesus, yes. I, have, I, have, I, have, I have everything. Yes. But yes. yes, instead of all that, no, I should come and spend two hours with you. No, imagine it's incorrect. I've, had I've reached the limit. Any further, I will lose my mind. I'm just about holding it. Like at four thirty, I'm like, Jesus, this help me get to five thirty. Help me without saying anything. Without saying anything, and I reach five thirty. You want to go to the pub? And first of all, I can't hear you. You're not telling me anything new. Why didn't you tell me the, what you wanted to tell me? Like, why, why haven't you already told me? Why have you not already told me at nine thirty when I came in? Yeah, when you wanted to talk about the weather and what was on last week and we're still there and we're still there trying to make small talk I know we're just but do you know what I feel like it is it's true I feel like they come I think some people actually work is there so that's it where is, their friends uh, are it their is. the people who they invite to them their weddings uh, that's the people who they see on the weekends yeah and i think we can't wrap our heads around that and sometimes i'll have to be a devil's advocate sometimes i realize maybe we are just some fake people like maybe us as people who have such a like a, a, a big life. a big yeah. social life yeah, yeah. we mm. kind of see this as just a time waster which we've really already said that mm. and so we don't actually see this as opportunities to like like you know interact with people but to be honest with you they irritate me all day I can't even I take that Shut back I say I spend more time with you than any other group of people in the world in like life, in yeah. like in my life yeah. more time with my family more, I spend more time at work than with my family mm. than with uh, my friends than with uh, my Jesus than yeah. with like my church like with anybody oh no so, Jesus stays with me through what he's holding you about you holding his hand he's holding you Um. So for me, but I have to say, and I had this conversation with you mm. and I had it with my best friend and I was saying, in my latest job, in my latest job, like when I started working there um, at the beginning of last year, I was like, I'm not making any new friends. I already have a plethora of friends mm. and I have five siblings. Mm. Yo, listen, I've lived like in four cities. I have friends everywhere. I don't have time to take <laughs> on any new friends. And that was my mindset. First day I made a friend, I was like, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't and I was so it. upset. I didn't want to make friends. I was like, okay, fine. He's my friend. 
And then this other girl on my team, I, I love her, but she was just like, she was so lovely. And I was like, oh, she's nice, but you know, I'm not gonna take her number. I don't need to, I don't need to talk to her outside of work. And then my best friend was like, you know what? Yeah, what if God has placed you there for you to be her friend? Yeah, what true. if you're meant to be her friend and Absolutely. you're there saying you're not gonna be her friend? Absolutely. So guess what? We're going out this weekend. But I love her. <laughs> I, tell, I, tell what, no. I love her. She's and this wicked. Is, this is the thing. As, as much as I'm saying that, I have to be honest. Like mm. the people at my work, I can't lie. The, the my team or whatever. They're, they're great I genuinely like oh, generally if I actually if I actually spend time outside of work with them it's generally it's actually like it's fun like it's not like oh my gosh do I really have to spend like because they know I'm like busy and I'm not I I genuinely am not going to go to any work things so if I do it's like oh, okay cool and it's actually fun but it's the expectation it's the expectation that sometimes happens mm-hmm. which I don't like I hate that whole thing of it's, like, it's but because for me, I set those expectations early, bro. Yeah. Early. Yeah. So you're not even jump. thinking that I'm coming. Yeah. Like, week one, you know, nah, he's not coming. He's not coming. No, like, exactly. From it's week one, when you, you see me. So when I do, yeah, so when I do, it's, it's a guest appearance. It's, it's a special thing. <laughs> it's, it's so true. If I turn up to a work dinner, I'm like a VIP. You might be around a red carpet. Listen, listen. And there's only like, I'm trying to think, there's only like probably like, there's only like two people in my entire no that's a lie I'm talking about non-black in terms of non-black people there's only one non-black person in my entire working career who I have like gone out with like outside of like one-on-one and she was really she's man cool but like she's the only person because to be honest like I didn't it's not I didn't come to make I don't come no, to it's work. True. I didn't mm. come to make friends. I didn't come to make friends. No. If I find someone who I really, really like, Great. I'm always open to yeah. making friends with new people. But who it's I really, not really my like. MO. You know but just kinda of like you said, you, I actually have too many people. I'm, I'm not I too, find it hard. I'm not, gonna, I'm not the best at communicating with my friends I actually mean, love. Like exactly. there's people I actually love who I don't keep in contact with as much as I should. But, so I can't be adding new people to the roster. Do, like, do you know and what? you don't get priority over my friends and family. You're right. I was just thinking about what you're saying, like you there's some people that you've actually made good friends with. Do you know what? Going back to our previous conversation, I'm such a muted, diluted version of myself that if we decided to be real friends, I'd have to reintroduce ah. myself. <laughs> And you would be shocked. Finished. You you would be shocked, and you'd be like, "Well, maybe not." So I've I've worked like even when I'm temping right now. The first I I started on a Friday, yeah. So wait, so so before this. I feel like this is the point where you should just start telling your. Oh, this is the point we should start telling your story. Please tell your story. Share your story from the top because you know, do you know? Um, I was gonna say in in some African churches they say start from the top when people start their testimony. Start from the top, yeah. <laughs> you don't have time for me to start from the top. But I'll say this: I started on a Friday, yeah, and on the Friday they said to me, "We all go out for like a pub lunch. Some of us can't go, but we really want you to come." And I was like, "Jesus, why? No, I don't want to go." My sister works down pub the road, and I just thought, you know what? I might be here for another week so just invest in this just go and go to the pub lunch I'll tell you this so I go to the pub lunch yeah I didn't even I wasn't even planning to say the story but we sat at the table four of us had gone and it was a uh, us sitting next to a South African guy so he's trying to make conversation oh what do you do outside of work have you been temping for long no this is the first time I'm temping whatever cool then he was like oh so what, where are you going on holiday and I was like oh actually I've always wanted to go to South Africa and he was just like to me oh oh yeah, I should tell you where to go. Oh, are you going soon? I'm going at Christmas time. I said, actually, I'm going to Kenya in a few weeks. And he was just like, oh, South Africa's not really Africa. I said, Huh? Huh? Rewind. South South Africa's not really Africa. And I just sat there, gobsmacked. I was... Hold on, was he... he, White South African. Okay. South South Africa's not really Africa. And I just sat there like, 
you could have fooled you could have fooled me with the name <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you know, here I was thinking that South Africa was in the south of Africa. <laughs> but like in that moment in time, I was like, this is what you get. Uh, you're going that, to that was supposed to be an hour of respite. Yeah, like, it was supposed like to be an hour of rest. You're not really African. How about <laughs> it? How but about the country it? I didn't say anything. And he said, he went on to explain. He was just like, you know, like, it's just not the same as the rest of Africa. And I just looked at him like... Oh Jesus! I I've learnt my lesson. I'm not. I didn't even have anything to say no to him. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, no, no more pop lunches. You've <laughs> you've been given an hour to ha- find you've gone, some. You've gone, like, you've gone to rest. their territory. With exactly. The expect, <laughs> expect, I said, well, <laughs> this is why. Do you know this is why I hate work dinners because I always feel like the conversations that I have are the conversations that I don't really want no. to have. Yeah. Like, it's the conversations that I have to have because yeah. I can't talk about what I really want to talk about. Yeah. Like, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to lie. Anytime I go to any sort of work work function and people are drinking, I leave because I'm scared someone will say something racist and I punch them No, my, I'm not going to lie to you. My team is there. I'll say for that. My, my, team, my, my team are racist. <laughs> my team are racist. Um, prejudice, perhaps. Not necessarily about black people, but about a lot of other things. Um, my team's quite international. Um, no, my team are cool. Like, I don't... I, I just... I am busy. Like, I am booked and busy mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. an exaggeration. And people think that they... That I'm really out here making things up. I'm busy every day of the week. She absolutely so is. I just, I just don't have time time to give to you to prioritize it over and above someone else so i go to christmas dinners mm. i do and we go for like birthday lunches which is great because i don't have to give my time after work because i'm busy yeah it's great I'm, I'm my team is cool pub lunch. See, i'm super anti- even at work i get really frustrated when people try and have lunch with me at work <laughs> yes <laughs> right and, and maybe it's because of the job that i do but we, we, have, we have literally just spent five hours on a very stressful ward round okay mm. like we've seen a lot of sick people people there's a lot of emotions i just want half an hour mm. by myself to scroll through my kindle and be at peace <laughs> i really really don't want to talk about the patients that we just saw over lunch mm. i don't want to talk about the surgery we just did i just mm. want to be by myself yes. and there's some day there's some people at work who i actually really like and i will have lunch with but as i said those people are few and far between mm. so mm. if you're not one of those people who are outside of work i would probably enjoy getting to know then please, unless I come and find you and say, let's go, for, like, just, just leave. Just, but they want to be your friend. No, lunch They want to be your friend. Lunch with people give me so much anxiety. I need a lunch to empty myself of what I was going to say in a voice note to people. <laughs> I really I live, will voice note people. I live for the voice notes. And then I'll come back notes. with an empty, like, okay, now you can, you can give me more. Do you remember we had lunch day. every day? We yeah. had lunch every day. And I just, I went back to the office and I just felt so relieved. And yeah. I swear to you, this I said, what, this, is what I said this is what white people do. They yeah. go away, they have lunch with their friends yeah. and they just discuss things and then they go back to work feeling empty and I went back to work feeling great. That's mm-hmm. what lunch is for. It's freeing. Yeah. But I'm trying, and but, from a Jesus perspective, like, yes. you know, you feel like, oh, you should be a light to people and mm-hmm. you should be open. And I, and I honestly, it's honestly something I have to consciously remind myself yeah. of because I feel like sometimes work is so draining that I don't have energy to be... Open. But you do work in a very stressful to people's situation. You've actually got an excuse. I can't yeah. even say. I'm I can't just tired. Yeah, like, well, I'm our jo- just tired. Our jobs are not the same. <laughs> yeah, just tired. Our jobs are not the same. But my, I just want to say, my, my team excuses. are lit. They are lit, but they are just like, they want to do everything all the time. I just don't have time for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, so, in fact, I'll say lastly. Okay, yeah. Lastly, what I want to talk about, um, just quickly anyway, um, RIP to Jamal Robertson. Oh. 
young black man that was killed in America yet again. That what? godforsaken I I'm country. Gonna, I don't know about this one. Yeah, uh, yesterday? No, Tuesday. I think it was. I think it was Tuesday. What yeah, happened? basically. So he was. Let me see if I can get the actual story. But essentially, the long and short of it was he was a security guard, um, and he was actually helping the police out in this in this particular. And they shot him. So he, was, yeah. he was off duty. So basically, he was, was he off duty? Was he no, off duty? He wasn't duty. He was on duty. He had security. He had security written on. I think his oh, hat. His was hat. It hat, or his hat. hat. Yeah, it was his hat. Mm. Yeah. So listen, this, this is it. This is what. <laughs> By all accounts, Jamel Robinson courageously stopped an active shooter in a Chicago area bar. After gunfire erupted, the 26-year-old security guard pinned the alleged gunman, alleged gunman to the ground, the witness said. But moments later, a Midlothian police officer arrived and killed the security guard. Now even the police chief is grieving the tragedy. X, Y, Z, blah, 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 Even whatever. the police chief? What do you so mean tired. even? It should, that sentence oh, doesn't even so, make no, any sense. Listen, listen to so, this. Tired. So, uh, so witnesses said security had asked several drunk... What? Sorry... One second, one second, one second. <laughs> There's a federal lawsuit that was filed on Monday and the suit caused the fatal shooting. Guess what the word is? Excessive and unreasonable. Are you taking the piss? Stop it. You would have called a shoot, shooting someone... <laughs> shooting an innocent man is apparently excessive and un- unreasonable. That sounds like bloody... Like, oh, oh, I just, I just said to, I just did something to someone and, and like I don't know, I kind of... I don't, it sounds like the police like roughed him up a bit yeah. more than he should. It's like, that's no. excessive and unreasonable. Shout, shout, or like shout I shout at, or like if I shout at, if I shout, if yeah, if I shout at someone, shout yeah, over someone when they're trying to talk. Yeah, that's is excessive and unreasonable. Yeah. No. Shooting I, someone is not excessive and unreasonable. Innocent is, is, is murder. Because excessive and unreasonable makes it sound like they actually criminalizes them. It makes it sound like they were a criminal. He was doing something. Yeah, exactly. Trying to intervene Even with that. No, you're right. I think the story is also the fact that so Jamal was was holding the a shoot the shooter or somebody. Down. Down. He had had a gun in his back. That person is alive mm-hmm. yeah. and well Jamel Robeson who held that person down until the police arrived is dead because he was killed by another police officer but here's and this, also here's that this. he could take down an active shooter without using a gun but the the, the police well imagine but that. the police and killed can't, take down the, can't take down not even couldn't take down an active shooter with a gun but took down an innocent man with a gun an innocent man who was kneeling on top of another man holding him down who's got security clothing on and you don't you like you don't shoot you shot to kill and him everybody in the dead. background is saying he's security he's security people are trying to tell you that the guy is security but here's what the police department before you even try to detain the, no, him you want to kill him I just guys, cannot I just realised you're all wrong. Guess what? The police released a statement and they said, according to witness statements, the Midlothian officer gave the armed subject multiple verbal commands to drop the gun and get on the ground before ultimately discharging his weapon and striking oh, the subject. Oh, he copy-pasted that from the last time. They always say that. They always say that. So, basically... These things actually they at hurt this, my soul. At the end of the day, it's just white people being white people. They haven't changed 400 years. But it's what not, I though. I mean, it's, uh, it's not even, it's not <laughs> even about them me. being white people being... It's not even about that. It's more the fact that I think there are... I don't know. I can't even get my words. I just feel like it is, uh, it's just become an accepted norm mm. that these people who are racists or... Um, no, yeah, just, just racists um, who go to work every day and put on a uniform where they're allowed to have a gun see an opportunity to kill another black person yep. and it is absolutely unacceptable and inexcusable and it makes me sick to my stomach and all, all I ever think about is that guy was 26 that could like that could just be my friend it could be my brother it could mm. be my cousin who's out here trying to do the right thing what am I supposed to tell my brother when you see something that goes on wrong what, what are you meant to do you meant to put your head down and run home are you meant to help what are you supposed the to do is, because if you're in you America 
her if you help then you might be killed killed. you're not going to come home to us because you decided to do the right thing Mm. and also the idea that it's not just it's not just even about like white people like as you said white people being white people but even if it was a black police officer that done that there's also the fact that black men are just criminalized like yeah. they don't have innocence mm. even if they are the innocence in situation they We're never have never innocence, innocence. Never if they never have innocence no. so and that's not just in white people's mind that's also in everybody's in everybody's mind just like all of, of us are conditioned to see black i'm runners. sick of seeing the videos of somebody sitting down perhaps smoking or doing something and police officers in this country or not in this country like just come along and manhandle and physically beat just beat up a black person because they're sitting like it just it makes me sick and do you know what I think I'm actually getting inertia is that the right word inertia I'm so used to it I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore like I'm mm-hmm. I'm so used to seeing these videos it's disgusting it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's one it's one of those things where and I've been I've been so I was at a talk yesterday and black Christy walked anyone who oh yeah anyone who knows anything I, I'm just gonna shout these shout these guys out 100% Black History Walks, go and search them on Twitter, on Facebook or um, Eventbrite. They do really, really amazing events. But there was this guy called Neil Kenlock. Um, he, this guy, this is how great this guy is, right? He's a, he was a form, he's a black, he was a former Black Panther. So he was their official photographer. So he did all that. He's, fo- he's photographed like the most amazing people. Like he's taken photographs of like everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also co-founded Choice FM. Oh, wow. and, no way. and also and also founded the like, founded the root which is another is a black newspaper over here um, a black magazine over here it's called the root it's like oh, basically yeah. apparently yeah. the uk's answer to ebony but we didn't even talk about it we didn't even talk about ebony because the guy's done so much we just talked about his the stuff he's done with black panther he was that amazing of a guy that literally we didn't even talk mm-hmm. about him co-founding like one of the biggest radio stations which is now like capital extra or whatever mm-hmm. but essentially he just we, they were just going on they were just showing like the kind of crazy things that were done so for instance if for people that don't know over here and I guess I didn't really know I knew about it but I didn't really get it like the new crossfire if anyone knows in 1981 yeah so I think it's something like 13 or 14 young black people died and it was an arson attack mm-hmm. and when people say arson attack arson makes it seem like I don't know it was just a, it was a bit Juvenile. bad. They basically murdered like fourteen mm. black people. It was a terrorist attack mm. on UK soil. Yeah, they murdered black people, and the National Front did it like on a calm. They were doing that. This is seventies, eighties. So when people tell me to give deference to like these old white people mm. and blah blah, blah I, listen, I don't you care. Need to not, you no, need to be because the, 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 I, I, you want to be scared of them. The older you are, the more skeptic. Yeah, the old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly how they feel. Yeah, the older the older you the older you are, the more like to me in my mind as a white person, the older you are the more like you are to be racist and the less I'm going to respect you. That's the honest truth. So when you had that Ryanair guy that said, oh, da 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 I was like, of course he's racist. They mm. weren't like that, that old a lot. 100%. That's, that's just what, that's what Yo, they grew I up Yo, I grew up on. in Manchester. Those things that surprised me. My dad used to run from the police. Like he, like he, him and his brothers and his friends would run from the police. They're like, because you can't, they can't be trusted because if they see you out, they will drag you in and they will pin something on you. And yeah. that's what he grew up with. So it's, it's, it's really quite like it's just it's beyond sad or disheartening or like it's it's there's no word for it now he's raising my youngest brother how is he supposed to raise him like mm. in this world is not fair mm. like i used to run from the police there are black boys being killed every single day in america black boys being um like stopped and searched stopped and searched Yes, that's correct. Stopped and searched um, or uh, racially profiled every single day in this country. Like, what am I, what's he supposed to tell my younger brother? And I really struggle with um, kind of 
the idea of how I'm supposed to teach my children to see authority. No, see, see authority, but also to see why people like not to yeah. not to cultivate hatred. Yeah. But yeah. how do you teach your children to be safe and to be aware and not to, but at the same time not to cultivate hatred? And how do you, how do I prevent myself from cultivating hatred? Because I feel like that's part of the reason why I came off social media as well. Like, I feel like as a black person, as a black person, you have your individual like experiences of racism in your day-to-day life like but i feel like social media it amplifies Combines it because you don't it. just yes. hear your experience you yeah. hear the experience Everybody of every is. other black person you yeah. hear the killing in america you hear what's happened in germany you hear that someone's done a, a march and so then uh, so then it's like almost like it's not just the stuff that you've experienced with white people like in your life it's like the cumulative effect yeah. of everything that's happened with other black people around the world and I feel like for me, that was really, to be honest, making me very intensely dislike white people. Like just it's, it's personal disorder. You actually because going just, through yeah. nearly, not not what they've gone through, but literally the memories, the, the sights they've seen, you're seeing everything yeah. and taking it in. And taking it in. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to be aware, but I don't want to hate. Yeah. And I, f- I think it's a really difficult line to like, like to walk of like being aware and being and protecting yourself mm. and being honest about what white culture and white supremacy what it is and not hating white people and i don't feel like i've 100 percent figured it out but i feel like it's a daily process of like trying to separate that there are actually individual like that white people are individuals but there's also a system yes and that, yeah. do you know what i mean like i mean for um, for me per- for me personally i think i just and this is just for me i feel like i figured it out for me i, I hate I hate the concept of I hate white supremacy and I hate the the construct of whiteness which is oppressed black people. But on an indi- on an individual level, I don't I don't have this hatred. It, it might get amplified after I watch something a bit mad. Yeah. But like like if I watch like a documentary on the Black Panthers or something. Yeah. But other than, like and I think it is again it's about mental. So this is probably going to wrap everything up. But mm. talking about mental health, like I think it's so important for us to take that time out and not. Yes be over consumed with all the stuff that's happening don't be over consumed with every like there's all these videos are going around about these things that happen to black people someone is making you feel inadequate on social media all these different things Mm. sometimes you just need to take time out i don't care if you say it's your business i don't care if you say it's your life i don't care whatever take some time out even if it's something like literally i can only go on social media five minutes a day that's it just institute that rule for like even three days a week. You, you won't die, die, my friend. You, you actually will live a I did full it. life. Trust you me. Live I came on social media for a month. You live a better life. I love how she's like, you I talk to some people and they're like, so you're not on social media? I'm like, no. On anything? No. <laughs> not even Facebook? No. <laughs> how? But you have to because you have... Actually, do you know what I've got that's really helped me with my, so- <laughs> with my mental health? The anointing of the no. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Do you want to know that? No. Would you like me to help you open this? No. Can I add you? No. Don't even send me. Do you know, to be honest, I have, I have maybe this is not even healthy. I have such anxiety about social media that I can't even go on LinkedIn. I haven't even made a LinkedIn page. I need to figure oh, that no, out. My friend, you need to, I need, need to, to figure that out. LinkedIn is right social media. Now, I, the anointing of the nose is working heavy and I'm going to say no. Let it work. For now. Because <laughs> I know, I think you need to know your own like barriers. If you're mm. feeling a certain way, 
that's your that's yourself telling you that you can't handle that much at that time it doesn't yeah. make you any less it doesn't make you not as strong as everybody else who's on social media just take a, some time out just yeah. take some time out and and you can go back afterwards trust believe there'll still be bikini pictures there'll still be flash <laughs> chat pictures there'll still be something sadly some sad news to see there will still be that but just mm. breathe for a second and give mm. yourself some time to rest I always, I agree with you. And I think there's so many people now who are on social media and now leading social media. They're like, mm. oh, gone away to refresh and recharge back in two weeks. Just don't come back. Just refresh and recharge, <laughs> innit? <laughs> like, yeah. not to be rude. Like, yeah. not to be rude. But if, you're, if you've got to go away yes. to refresh and recharge, how about you just stay away and stay refreshed and recharged and live your best, <laughs> fullest life? Maybe you'll find time to go to the pub with your friends after work. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Do you know what I mean? But like, for me, like, I have to tell myself that I remember when I was doing my master's, oh my gosh, I had to do my dissertation, I thought I was going to die. I said to my mum, I'm not going to make it free. She's like, you're going to make it. I said, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm not going to make it. And I came off social media for five months. And like, before I went back on, I don't know why I did that, but I literally lived the calmest five months of my life because I did not have time to be watching other people live their life. I had to learn to live my life. Um, so yeah, again, I'm going to come back off Instagram. That's me. Yeah, That's I mean, that. I'm gonna do that yeah. this week. That's that, guys. Get off Instagram. Get off everything. Well, <laughs> come back on to no. come back on to, to like listen to the podcast and then come back yes. off in it. Yeah. Then ones like, take a break. Take a break. <laughs> take, 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 take a break. break. Yeah. Just, just have a monthly refresh a, to yeah, get have. the podcast yes. and then come back off. But Man, yeah, that's that it. Message. Tell us on the plantation, volume eight. We're out. We out. I want to have like a little thing. I'm out too. <laughs> <laughs>